Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on early break. It's been a fun show so far. You've got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Thanks to Derek Bombeck for coming in. Tell us about all the events coming up in Lincoln. Big, big weekend of events. This first hour was a little disjointed. It, by it is wild, though. It's Friday sometimes. It happens. Okay. It happens, but... We move Let's on. just have a little smoother on. 7 Super Bowl, two days away. Chiefs, Eagles. We watched that at Buffalo Wings Rings. We, but we have a special guest. We do have a special guest. We get to him right now. We're joined now on the hotline by Barrett Rude, eight-year NFL player, all-time leading tackler in Nebraska football history. Barrett, thanks for joining us. We were talking in the first hour, the first segment, about yesterday. The Pro Football Hall of Fame released their inductees for 2023. And Rondé Barber, a guy that you played with, in Tampa Bay is making the Hall of Fame. Can you can you go through kind of what it was like to play with Rondé Barber for so many years in Tampa, Barrett? Yeah. Um, so Rondé's probably my closest friend, um, you know, from my playing days in football. Um, so, I mean, number one, I mean, as a person, you know, he's just, he's just an awesome person, awesome family. I mean, I was a, you know, I was a single, uh, you know, 21-year-old guy when I got down to Tampa so you know I spent Christmases and Thanksgivings at the barber house really um, outstanding wow so, really? you know we're, we're 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 very close and um he's been a really good friend for a long time so obviously I've been I've been anxious for this call just like he has for the the last few years and I you know it, it's probably comes to the point where it's probably a little bit overdue but um it, it doesn't take away how special uh, it is to get into the hall of fame and it was really, really cool to watch. And, um, yeah, I mean, Rondé is a player. Um, I mean, he just I, – I, I'd be anxious to see. I, I think he's going in as a defensive back or a corner. But, um, you know, he really – what Rondé was was he was the greatest nickel um, defensive back that's ever played. And it's not even close. Whoa, was, whoa. Um, really? So, before, um, before um, you know, I guess – Really, where the Hall of Fame is now, it, it, the the game has started to really have changed. Most of the old school um, Hall of Famers, you know, offenses were in uh, pro personnel or twenty one personnel, and defenses were all base defense. But you know, about the time that Rondé was uh, coming up and, and started changing more and more as I was playing as well, um, you know, when the sub packages came in, you had to have a fifth defensive back, and and for a long time the nickel was just the the, the worst, you know, DB they could put out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Rod, Rod Day was the first guy that um, kind of made that position fashionable. And now everybody looks for uh, the nickel position. And he was really the first, you know, the you know, corner, I guess you might say, that could line up as a linebacker and, like, key guards, um, you know, rush the passer um, and play like a linebacker but still play man-to-man on receivers, too. So, um, yeah, he's just, he, he's an unbelievable player. And, you know, not only 
physically, but, you know, um, the toughness side of things. I mean, he played 16 straight years and, and didn't miss a game. And not only did he not miss a game, he never missed a practice. Okay, um, this is incredible. So, you know, we start talking about, uh, you know, kids and, and wanting to be tough in football, you know, just give them that example. How about never missing a practice in 16 years? Barrett, you was, uh, when we had a chance to, to coach together, obviously, uh, Barrett Root, hands down, I've got 33 years Division One coaching, hands down the best linebacker coach that I've ever been with. So, Why is that? Why is uh, that? His, his attention to detail, his preparation, every day detailed out. His guys were always on point for what was getting done during the day. It was just phenomenal. So it was great, to obviously, to work with you, Barrett. Also, uh, uh, Sipple and Jake will poke fun at you, though, because I think it's pretty funny that at 801, you and me are both free. We don't have jobs. They, they kind of take <laughs> shots at us, so... They think that's we their, call him free yeah, time, Bill. Yeah, yeah, that's their idea of fun, Barrett. Uh, but uh, <laughs> coach, could you? So free time, Bill. Barrett? We used to talk about Barber a lot. So Barrett was a was a very early guy. So we'd always meet up like that. Yeah. So I used to get to the office as early. Barrett was always there ahead of me, no matter what. You couldn't beat him in. Really. And so we'd always meet. Usually, at, we had a little little machine to get to get coffee before we go and work out for like twenty minutes. Yeah. And we talked about Barber a lot. Did you? Barrett, would you t- talk about Barrett? Would you talk about how he practiced, and then also what he did on the on every practice of field goal block? That was what stood out to me. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I will admit, first of all, I am not getting up at four in the morning right now, Bill. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping until at least about six. With uh, I got to get up for a for a drop off at school right now, but I'm not I'm not doing the four a.m. wake up play right right now. But um, yeah, no. So um, yeah, with Rondé. Um, like uh, like Bill was saying, um, you know, every day he was at practice. I mean, a great story about practicing is um, in before I got there, but he broke his uh, thumb okay. on a Saturday, um, had surgery on Monday, was uh, at practice and practiced that Wednesday, and then picked Brett Favre off in the Monday night game uh, with his broken hand uh, the following Monday. So. <laughs> Um, you know, example, that's just another example of, you know, his, his mindset and, uh, you know, it, it was just, it was a different mode. And, and I was so fortunate to learn from that as a rookie, you know, you can go to a lot of places when you're a rookie and, uh, you know, it's a bad culture, bad atmosphere. The star player doesn't want to practice. I've been to those type of teams too, where the star practice sat there in the sideline or when he did practice, he jogged through and didn't do anything. Um, and, and it, it, it carried over to the entire team. And as you can see, now in the Hall of Fame, I think that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has four wow. Hall of Famers from that team. Um, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, and now Rondé Barber. Oh, boy. Uh, and, and, yeah. all, and all extremely deserving. And they all came up together. So you can see what kind of culture I was fortunate enough to walk into. And, and, and as Bill was saying, um, this is something I didn't really notice it as a player. It's something I always brought up as a coach, though. Um, Rondé Barber was the um, – block side corner. Um, so what that means on extra points and field goals, there's usually a block side and kind of a safe side. Uh, the block side is the rush side. And in, I guess I played with Rondé for uh, six years. Okay. And every single field goal and extra points, he left his feet to try to block the kick. In practice. Um, and – and then, you know, when I didn't play with him, when I was in Tennessee or Houston, whenever I watched a Bucks game on uh, on TV, I'd, ch- I'd just take a peek at it. And he was always leaving his feet uh, to block a, to block a kick. And, um, you know, it's always kind of said, uh, sometimes it's coach speak, but 
you know, the character of your team is usually revealed on field goal block. Absolutely. Because you just gave up a touchdown. You just, uh, you know, you're in position to give up a field goal. There's a lot of guys that just are moping. They feel sorry for themselves or they just don't care and they don't lay out for the block. Um, but he did it uh, for 16 straight years every single time. And it was it probably was as impressive as, as anything he did stat-wise, uh, whether it was his 40 picks or 40 sacks or whatever. Uh, he laid out for, for the field goal block every single, uh, every single time he went. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. Also, Barry, you're talking about how he was at the position that he played. He also was part of that, which Sipple talks about, but he has no clue what it is, on Tampa 2. <laughs> So he was the he was the seam dropper, correct? So he was the reactionary yeah. seam dropper player, and you have to have unbelievable reactionary skills. And so tell us about how we did that a little bit, because you guys that was kind of the invention of, of Tampa two, obviously uh, in, underneath uh, when when you were playing there. Yeah, so, was a Tampa two. Yeah, explain that a little bit, just how what he did in that defense. Yeah, so you know it, it probably makes sense why the Tampa Two is called the Tampa Two, and, <laughs> yeah. and as Bill's saying, that the seam droppers are probably the most crucial two positions because you have to be able to key the quarterback and understand your issues, and you got to cover a lot of grass, and you got to be able to tackle. Um, our two seam droppers were Rondé Barber and Derek Brooks, okay. um, who are the two greatest to ever do it. Um, but within that, yes, like Bill's saying, um, you have a landmark. Uh, that you have to get to in a zone that you're, you have to take care of. And um, the way it was originally taught is you're, you know, you're keying off the quarterback's intentions. Well, if you just key off the quarterback's intentions every single time, they can manipulate you a little bit. So you, I always call it understanding your own problems. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and nobody was uh, better at that than Rondé. And, you know, he uh, not only had to be able to do that, but then, you know, you have to be able to fit the run. And, uh, you know, Tampa two, uh, that signifies you have two deep safeties. Um, so when you have two deep safeties, you have one less, uh, run fitter. So those three, uh, underneath guys, the, the will, the Mike, the nickel corner, they have to take care of an extra gap, uh, between the three of them. You know, there's basically four gaps for three guys to cover. So it just shows how instinctive you have to be and how precise you have to be with your keys. Um, fitting runs and playing passes with those underneath guys because you're really playing the run with one less person. And in the pass game, those underneath guys, they have to take away the underneath zone and then be able to break up and make tackles in space. So you have to have a pretty unique and, and, and pretty, um, I would say, you know, physically, yeah, you got to be really, really good. But um, mentally, it's probably even more important to have a really good feel uh, for the game. That's awesome. It- Barrett, and one thing that he that he won't ever bring up, just so for the fans are listening, twice during his career he was number two tackler in the NFL in total tackles. Barrett was. Barrett was. That's that's who we're talking to right now, one of the all-time greats here at Nebraska. Uh, obviously, Barrett, if we could bring in another Husker into the conversation, when you played on the punt team, you always told me there was one guy across from you that you never wanted to go against. Who was that? <laughs> yeah, so um... – he was one of my favorite players when I was a kid growing up watching him. So um, when, when I was at uh, Tampa, whenever John Gruden would draft a defensive lineman, he would say, all I want from you is this. I want you to lead the league in effort. And he'd say it. It sounds simple. Um, and then about halfway through the season, he'd say, well, you're not doing it. Uh, Vandenbosch from Tennessee, he's leading the league in effort again. 
Uh, and if you ever watched Kyle Vanderbos play, it really was. It was absolutely unbelievable because, you know, there's a difference between playing hard and, like, legitimately selling out every single time, like it's your last play ever. And, uh, I mean, not only physically, it's pretty impressive. You have to be in that type of condition. Um, but just the mentality-wise, to have an absolute, this is the last play I'll ever, I'll ever play and, and, and have that type of a, uh, a get-off and finish on every single snap, that's what he did. And he, he also did it on, uh, you know, punt safe. And, uh, you know, I was uh, the left tackle, I believe. What was that, left or right? Uh, so you had to block right him. Tackle, you uh, had to block him. team in Tampa Bay my first three years. And he was the, uh, you know, the end out there. And, you know, he came at me like I was, whatever, Walter Jones playing left tackle. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare because, you know, I, I did my little kick slide, yeah. uh, which is not the funnest thing in the world. That's, you know, you're, you're literally you're playing offensive tackle as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he would look to put his, uh, put his face right underneath my chin and see how far he can drive me back. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're looking for the, uh, you were looking for the loafers on uh, – yeah, has made your job a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Barrett always talked about that. He always talked about how Rondé, what he did on on the on the on the field goal block, and what he did there. Go ahead, Coach Sipple. Barrett Rude joins us. Um, Barrett, why do you think you meshed personality wise with Rondé? Why why did that happen for you in Tampa like that? Well, he's kind of a dork, so I don't know why I, I really hung out with him as much as I did. Uh, now we, you know what we we both we, we both enjoyed golfing in our spare time. Tampa's a really good place if you want to play a little extra golf when you're done uh, with your football stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a good off season activity. Uh, but you know, we just kind of clicked. You know, it's you know in in the NFL you only have uh, fifty three teammates. Okay. Uh, you, you you know so there's not that many guys in the locker room. Right. And. Um, and then, and then especially, uh, you know, there's not a ton of the same guys around either. You know, uh, you got your core, you got your core starters, mm-hmm. but you know, the, if you're a, if you're a backup, you know, a lot of times it, it, it cycles through a little bit. So, you know, you don't have the same teammates necessarily every year. And, you know, Rondé, he was an absolute staple in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I had the same teammate for a long time, but you know, we just, uh, we had similar interests, um, and, you know, he was a pretty genuine dude. And I'd say we, we probably kind of initially bonded through the golf course okay. uh, in our free time. And then, you know, shoot, he knew I was single and just down, down in Tampa solo. So he, he'd start inviting me over to his house. And, you know, his wife, uh, Claudia, maybe she felt sorry for me. But, like, she, <laughs> she spoiled me, like, rotten. Like, yeah. like literally all my luggage yeah. is from her. Like, she, she they, they, when I was flying back, it's a funny story. So I'm flying back into Tampa from Lincoln. And I yeah. Uh, she was. Gonna, they were going to pick me up from the airport because we were going to go to a concert. Uh-huh. Right the Hall of Fame was picking you up from the airport. I was back in Nebraska doing something, and uh, they, they they came to pick me up. And like you've seen the movie Tommy Boy, of course. When yeah. uh, he like like his he has like a garbage bag for his <laughs> luggage. Yeah. They're like, oh, is that yours right there? So, <laughs> so I'm waiting by the uh, I'm waiting by the uh, you know whatever the pickup line. I think I had like a Nebraska duffel bag that they gave me for the Senior Bowl that I used luggage. <laughs> Looked at me like in disgust, like that's your luggage, and uh, and it didn't fail. I think uh, uh, that Christmas I had this, you know, brand new Toomey luggage bag uh, from Claudia Barber. So nice. Uh, she took she took pretty good care of me uh, while I was down there as well. So it, it really is. They're they're an awesome family, and uh, I'm very close with them still. And 
uh, makes me feel old, man, because uh, you know, now he's been retired. He's in the Hall of Fame. His daughters are all in college, so uh, I, I'm aging as well. <laughs> one, Barrett, one more thing. Obviously, your dad was a great player here at Nebraska and uh, played in the NFL. Could you tell the story about your mom, God rest her uh, soul, uh, about what she had to take every time that she went to visit him. What 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 item had to go with her uh, <laughs> as he went to visit? Yeah. So th- this is so this is back when they were when my dad was playing. Um, uh, this is how nice my mom was. So my uh, my dad, I think my dad was still in Buffalo, either Buffalo or Cincinnati. Anyway, it didn't matter. Um, so my my mom would go visit, and um, my dad would request that he uh that she bring valentino's pizza on the flight really so, so she, she to... would go on these flights and she'd be like sitting in whatever coach with two boxes of valentino's pizza every time going to see my dad <laughs> and i know one of the times like her plane got delayed for like five hours <laughs> <laughs> so she's sitting on a, on the runway like probably in you know uh whatever and, and she's got two stacks of valentino's pizza on her lap and my dad's waiting for her at the Cincinnati airport and you know, no phones back then. So I think he was waiting at the Cincinnati bar and, uh, <laughs> for his Valentino's pizza. My mom up, but she had, she had to drive him home and, uh, he got his pizza, he got to use pizza on the way home too. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was my mom right there bringing vows to, uh, to my dad across country. Awesome. Barrett, anything else guys? Yeah, we gotta get, to, uh, Barrett, we appreciate your time. Thank you for the stories, the insight on Rondé Barber, the hall of fame career that he had and your time with him. We thank you for your time. We will chat with you again down the road. Okay, thanks. thanks guys. Thanks, thank you. Barrett, Barrett Root, all time leading tackler at Nebraska, eight year NFL vet and a teammate with a new hall of famer, Rondé Barber. So he didn't miss a practice in 16 years that, I mean, the two guys, they're going, two of the guys are going to hall of fame, Joe Thomas and Rondé Barber. I mean, they don't miss practice. Those guys are amazing to me. Think who Barrett played between two Hall of Famers. Yep. He was the middle run guy in Tampa, too. He was the middle guy. Mm-hmm. That's even harder than the other two spots. But he played between two Hall of Famers. Like that. And at the same time, was the second leading tackler in the NFL. Not on the team, in the NFL. NFL. That's, that's, the that's Tampa, pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, in the Tampa, too, he was saying that Rondé Barber has to know his problems. You have to know your problems. Uh, that's mean, why he's such a good coach, because his players knew their problems. Thanks to Barrett Rude. Thanks for pulling it in, Bill. We, we didn't have that planned. That was, was nice to have that was, uh, Barrett Rude. That was fascinating, by the way. That whole thing was fascinating. I'm just blown away by those guys who don't miss practice. I, I just It blows me away. He didn't miss a practice in 16 years. One time he <laughs> broke his years. thumb and um, didn't miss practice. And I'm sure that was a, he had a surgery to put a pin in it and didn't miss practice. Jake, we have to almost make a pack. We just don't miss a show. We don't yeah, miss surgeries. a show. How about surgeries? Jake, we don't miss I'm a not show. I'm not making that but I'll be as best as I can. When we come back, hey, let's get some Super Bowl prop bets. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, next, and early break on the ticket.